to the Success After Barber School podcast, where we give advice to new and seasoned barbers on how to reach a six-figure income through training, mentoring, and coaching. If you're new in our industry or old in our industry and are ready to join the top 1% in earning a six-figure income, this is the show for you. Welcome back to the Success After Barber School podcast. Today, our guest is a shop owner, business owner, good friend of mine, family member of mine, comes out of Milwaukee and whatnot. I'm going to allow him to introduce himself, give us his name, where he's from, how long he's been a barber, and why and how he started. Hey, how's it going, everyone? My name is Chris, owner of Chris P. Fades Barbershop here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Local owner for about a year now. Uh, basically a startup for me. Uh, I've been barbering for about a total of maybe 10 years now. Why I started was because I pretty much like the craft. I love barbering. Uh, I didn't potentially know I had the potential to be a barber until, you know, I came into, you know, running into barber friends. I ran into a couple people that were pretty good at what they did. And, you know, I hung around them enough where I felt like I needed to do the same thing. So, you know, it was a long journey. Uh, I had my my ups, my downs, my, you know, my good cuts, my bad cuts. And this type of industry, you can't please everybody. You know what I mean? So you learn to roll with the punches. Facts. So from where you started to where you're at now, what motivates you in our craft, in our industry right now? Oh, motivation. Uh, I could say a lot. But I'm going to keep it real small. My motivation pretty much is to keep a smile on people's faces. I wake up every day, you know. Sometimes I don't even be in the mood to cut a head. But after I get done with the person that I'm cutting, you know, just to see they smile, see how happy they are, you know, just to change somebody's day. A haircut could change your day. You know what I mean? So I get up prepared, you know what I mean, to service other people. Sometimes I just get a little tired of it. I feel you. We all do. What's one thing you wish everybody understood about your job? Uh, time is everything. You know, I need you to be there. If you want me to be there at a certain time, I need you to be as fluent with your time schedule as I am. You know, I uphold time like no other. I'm punctual. You know, I, I do things to a T. You know, so I try to get you in and out as, you know, professional and as quality as I could, you know, so I would like the same. In return, that's 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 fair to ask that as well. So what's a commonly held belief about your role as a barber that you passionately disagree with? I'll, I'll say that again. What's a common held belief about your role as a barber that you passionately disagree with? This is a big one. That we overpaid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I had to second that notion. Um, charge what you're worth. Yeah. I mean, if you could do it yourself, then you would need us. <laughs> right. Right. When you first started as a barber, what was the most eye-opening thing that happened in your first shot? Uh, I've had more Good things happen other than bad things, so I stick with the good things. And uh, I want to say that when I first started, I was like kind of, you know, scared 
cutting hair for a while, you know what I mean, until someone else came in and they was a little worse than me. So <laughs> <laughs> it just made me We ain't going to say no names. Right. <laughs> it just made me feel a little better. And, you know, entering a barbershop, the industry is a little critical, man. People can be mean. They can be real like mean people, you know, understandably that you, you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? You got to tough through it sometimes. So some of those times, you know, I've got so much slack from people like, you know, I know you're a good barber. I know you can do this. I know you can do that. It will bring me to a, a sweat and have me hot. You know what I mean? Like been there. Like, uh, but I learned how to ease past it. I mean, those were good times. Now I could just breeze through stuff like that. Like, right. I mean, the the hard times were when I first started. Now it's so easy. It's just like I get up and do it. And it's like, it's common sense to me. Hey, we're going to piggyback off that last question. What was something that was more challenging than you expected when you first got out of school? Uh, Straight hair. Yeah, straight hair was more challenging to me because we weren't particularly doing straight hair, you know. Right. I was doing curly. I was doing, you know, textured and stuff like that. I, I've i tried women hair. Women hair is considered pretty straight as well. So. So. But cutting hair straight. Like, yeah. Did you have a mentor when you first got into the industry to help you overcome all that? And how, how was that? How was that dealing with that person? Yeah, um, yeah. I I never really liked the shears to begin with, you know. Um, I had you. I had Tim, you know, he was cool with it. He was, you know, always pushing me, pushing me, pushing me. He kept putting people with long hair in my chair. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I told him I didn't like it, he continued to do it. I mean, I was a little frustrated at times, but it got easier and easier, you know. So yeah. How easy is it to cut those cuts now? A piece of cake. <laughs> yes, let's go. <laughs> okay, uh, what's something you would tell your your younger self as a barber? Like, if you could go back in time and you could see yourself coming right into the shop that first day, what would you tell your younger self? Stick with it. Don't move. You know, don't move. Cause I had like, I had a lot of rabbit in me. You know, I, I stick around for a little bit. If it wasn't working out for me, I get up and hit the door. But uh, the consistency, you know, and yourself being in a shop produces more clientele for yourself. So I would say stay, stay still. So how important was it to have a mentor when you first got into the business? Very important. Yeah. Cause it was, it was times where, you know, you just don't feel like a barber, you know? And for somebody who had been around cutting hair for a little longer than you to tell you, you know, you got what it takes, I can see it in you, you know, that little motivation definitely pushes you forward and gives you that, you know, that to, to take a bigger step. Facts. So opening your own shop, right? At what point did that thought enter into your mind? Like when, when was it that you realized I, I also can be an owner and what helped propel you to getting it done? Uh, really, um, I wanted to do it always. I always wanted to be a shop owner. I don't, I don't necessarily see myself being behind the chair for the rest of my life. So that was kind of one of the set goals was to, you know, open up your own door sometime, you know? So uh, I really had motivation from a little bit of everybody. You know, everybody wanted to see me open my doors and, you know, 
even you, you know, motivation, everybody telling me the same thing, you know, just go for it, go for it, go for it, go do it. But I can say that it's been a, a, a little difficult. It's been a little difficult. What's the most difficult part you find about being a shop owner now? Finding barbers. Elaborate. Okay, so pre-pandemic, we're we going to start right there because that's pretty much when I opened my shop was after, you know, COVID or whatnot. It's just been lack of workers. Like, people don't want to work. Like, I've had a couple people work in my shop. They didn't last no longer than two weeks, I want to say. You know, I'm not that lenient on paying me or anything like that. It was just that people, like I said, they, they don't stick around. Facts. You know what I mean? How do you balance life and work, and how important is it to do that, especially being a business owner now? Very important, very important, because I believe if you get too busy with your work, you kind of lose focus on your uh, life at home, and that affects you at work as well, because if you lose focus with your life at home, it causes problems, you know, in home. And you bring it to work with you. So you got to find some type of balance, you know, whether it be 70, 30, one week and 30, 70 the next week. You got to find some type of balance. You got to keep it, you know, kind of even. I love that. So let me ask you this, right? What's what's a couple things like two to three things, right? Take your time that you would share with the new barber coming out of school that wants to be in this industry. Uh, I would say. Uh, stay consistent. Like I said, the first time, you know, people love an on-time barber. They love a barber that sticks around, you know. Take your time. That's a big thing. You know, everybody, you know, everybody ain't fast. Everybody ain't good at being fast. If you're not, if you find out you're not good at being fast, find your pace and keep it. You know what I mean? That's a lot of a downfall on a lot of barbers where they feel like they should be at at this type of level or they should be able to cut this fast and still get the same results when sometimes it's just what works for one person won't work for you. Absolutely correct. And um, get a car. Get a car. <laughs> you can't be a barber and not have a vehicle. You know, when the money's calling, you got to be able to get up and go get it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's pretty much all. Okay. What's the biggest problem you or someone in your team has solved? in the last year in the barbershop? The biggest problem we've solved was in the last year, I want to say, well, we've been working on it longer than a year, but the booking app, that's a big, big problem, like in people's shops. Like a lot of people, you know, went from, you know, just walk-ins to now we having people use the app, book on the app. It slows us down from being at the desk or on the phone, you know, booking people appointments, you know, because, like I said, we are always on time. Like, it's 30 minutes apart, 30 minutes apart. It might be 40, 45 minutes apart of a haircut. And you got to stop between the haircut to answer the phone, book the appointment, you know, go all over, over like, small things where with the booking app, they can just go on there and do it themselves. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? 24-hour access. 24-hour access. You come in, you know, we can get that client client consultation when you come in you know not over the phone while i have another client in the chair right okay so let's dig a little deeper when you hit that brick wall and you like i don't want to do this no more what makes you get out of bed and show up honestly um this is damn good money you can't do nothing else but make money so if you don't like making money then i don't see why you would you know stop
Like, it, the money motivates the hell out of me. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. <laughs> Spoken like a hustler. Let's go. Hey, I, I appreciate that because, you know, that is part of my motivation as well. You know what I mean? So what's something everybody in our barbering industry should either start or and stop doing? Give me both. Start an LLC. Soon as you start, show yes. uh, soon as you start barbering. Why? Because it just starts it starts you off so much better. Even if you buy yourself, if you are a sole proprietor, you know, you start your LLC, you will be fine within the next five years if you wanted to take your LLC and turn it into a business. Uh-huh. You could just take it with you and you've built up this this credit, this rapport about your LLC while working under a, a umbrella an umbrella company, but it's still building yourself up. Yep. Business credit, folks. That's what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Build that credit while you're working for somebody else. So when you're ready to step out on your own, you can go to the bank and show them five years of bank statements and what you've been able to do. And they're going to be more likely to go ahead and give you whatever loan you need to get your doors open. Again, that's business credit. Start your LLC. That's a major key. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Okay. What's one thing somebody should stop doing in our industry? Whatever that may be. Stop dating within the stop dating your clients. I could say that. Don't you date your clients. There you go. Keep business and, and personal life separate. Yes. Right. Yes, most definitely. That's the go. only thing I could say about that. And and another thing I'm gonna add to that is stop overbooking yourself. Because you're just stressing yourself. You're stressing yourself out. Because again, not everybody's quick enough yeah. to squeeze one in. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you commit a time frame say 11 o'clock for a random number, right? If you have an 11 o'clock appointment and somebody comes in 10 minutes to 11, like, hey, I just need X, Y, Z done. You know it's going to take longer than that. You know what I mean? So don't end up forcing yourself behind because you're trying to help somebody out because you got to learn to walk away from money before money will start to chase you. That's how my mentor said it to me. And I didn't understand that back in the day until finally I realized I was always taking the last minute appointment. And when I stopped doing that, Guess what? Those people started to book their appointments inside of the time that I had available for cutting hair. My family life got better. That's another major key. Let's go, folks. OK, we're running up on our last two minutes here, if I am not mistaken. So one more time. Right. What's 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 giving you hope right now? My kids pretty much. Yeah. Kids give me hope. You no. Know? Able to feed them, you know, clothe them, you know, get them to school, do everything that I need to do. And some, you know. Yep. Yep. Freedom of schedule, folks. That's pretty much what you're hearing right now. That's a benefit and a blessing about our industry is as a barber, as a, as a shop owner, business owner, um, especially specifically in the barbering world or cosmetology world, we really do have the ability to block our schedule off and take care of whatever we need to take care of so long as we have, you know, a minimum of a week notice, two to three day notice, we can generally block ourselves off um, any time frame to get done and take care of the uh, twos and fews, so to speak. So that being said, I am your host, Mr. T.I.M. That has been our Success After Barber School podcast with our guest, Chris P. from Chris P. Fades, uh, located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I appreciate you, sir. If you're new in our industry or old in our industry and are ready to join the top 1% and earning a six-figure income, hop on the email list to get updates on the show and live notifications for the newest trends or to be featured on the show as the Barber Spotlight of the Week. Let's go. Let's grow.